Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I was hoping a Bone Tomahawk would get worked in somehow. Oh, oh, oh Tomahawk. <laughs> hey, that's actually something that movie, uh, uh, You Might Be the Killer, like kind of has a Bone Tomahawk really? in it. Yeah. It like might an be... actual physical Tomahawk of bone or like Ca- a yeah, catchphrase? It, yeah, no, kind of like a, but it's like not quite a bone Tomahawk as mm. like an object, but it's like almost a bone Tomahawk. Sold. Yeah, I was like, this movie gets 10 stars. Wait, here's the Christmas greeting. We can go, yeah. Bone Tomahawk. Oh, that's so good. I like that. <laughs> Gotta have that. I couldn't. I had to finish the talk. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas. holidays. Happy holidays. All the flute benders in the world are French horn blenders. Yes. Benders. Blenders. Blenders. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a long week, but it is the holiday season. It and is. This is our holiday episode. So whatever you celebrate, I hope that you and your loved ones have the greatest time and you get Smash Brothers for Christmas yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. I hope it's all great. Yes. Uh, so Merry Christmas from I Like to Movie Movie and Happy Holidays. My name is Garth Smith. My name is Dan Scully. And uh, this week we are talking about christmas evil christmas christmas evil or was it you better watch out you better watch okay, out yes there that you was go the, that was the on-screen title yeah, uh, yeah uh uh so i don't know how it became known christmas evil to me i mean i'm sure that there's a story that we'll yeah. look up but my guess yes is that it was called you better watch out yeah and then just it was one of those where christmas evil sells on a poster More sellable. so they just called it that yeah probably. it was like that one uh what what was it called when we got it? But it was just called the Zebra Killer. Oh yeah, we, but it had a different name. Oh, what did we see it under? That wasn't Bare Knuckles, right? No, no it wasn't Bare, bare Knuckles. It was Bare Knuckles. There's yeah, no yeah. other name for that. Uh, Unless God. it was called just like Dirk Jeans. Yeah, no, it had a really God. What was that called? I can't remember now. Uh, but yeah, we because right, we looked it up later, and it was called either the way. Zebra this Killer. is a thing. Back in the day, uh, you'll find that many movies have two titles. And it's because one was the title they shot as, and one was the title that the distributor distributed as. Yes. And it's just whatever sounded better on a poster. Yep. And uh, sometimes the original title is preferred. Sometimes the other title is preferred. And, uh, you know, they're all ridiculous. Yeah. But yes, this was You Better Watch Out or Just Better Watch Out. Uh, You Better Watch Out. You Better Watch Out. And then it became Christmas Evil. Yes. And, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, I guess, was taken at that point. I don't know when that came out relative to this i am gonna get us the title of that other one in a second here because i know i have it i'm pulling up christmas evil we should just do this before it so this was 1980 it was called you better watch out yes it's directed by lewis jackson Uh who also directed the deviates and the transformation a sandwich of nightmares okay oh but what's funny Combat Cops. Combat Cops. That's what the zebra killer was called. It was called the zebra killer because it was a white man painting himself black and murdering people in order to exploit the racial tension of the time and area. Yeah. And uh, to sell it, they were like, nah, Combat Cops. Some guy with a cigar was like, what are people like? Cops in combat. Combat Cops. Perfect. It's sold. The zebra killer is at least a title that makes sense for that movie. It makes sense. And there was a, I don't know what the... um, 
what his mo was, but yeah. there was a serial killer that went by the term zebra killer oh, interesting. back in the day. Okay, but yeah. I don't know if that was I, I don't think that was tied to it. Yeah, but right, either right. it was combat cop. Yeah, but uh, I will say that uh, the the transformation a sandwich of nightmares. Yes, uh, this is just there's no description. But on the poster, it says, Begins where Truffaut's day for night ends. What? A sexual film odyssey of a young girl exploring her innermost fantasies in a sea of navels, thighs, and buttocks. What? Diana what is, this is movie? coming in The Transformation. Yeah. So Louis Teague made that. He also made a, uh, let's see, Liale? Liale? What is that? Uh, it uh, looks to be a porno. Oh, okay. It is a smooth operator. Arlo is setting up an erotic musical in New York. Liala, Liala, whatever, a talented girl who wants a singing career and doesn't mind doing nudity or having sex, joins the show. Funk legend Bernard Purdy <laughs> and his band play Arlo's band. Okay. It's rated X it's yep, from 1974. Yep, yep. And so that is literally the only things he has ever made. Whoa. So this is his final movie, Whoa. written and directed, Christmas Evil. Lewis Jackson. Yeah. That, that's so strange. Wait, but also kind of makes sense? It like, makes perfect sense. This movie's like kind of sleazy in a weird way. Well, it's sleazy, but this also, in 1980, we were reaching the tail end of, who my favorite thing, Boogie Nights. Yeah, One of the yeah, fun yeah. things about Boogie Nights is that when that movie starts, they are selling movies because back in the day, you couldn't just Google like, hmm, double penetration and then get double penetration. <laughs> yeah. There had It had to be sold as a movie. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where the pizza guy comes in. That's right. where the job interview happens. Right, that's right. where you get Chest Rockwell and Brock <laughs> And, uh, you know, that's where all of that comes in. And they yes. all operated at the beginning of uh, Boogie Nights under the illusion, at least Jack did. Uh, these are real films, Jack. These are films, <laughs> these yeah. Are, these are yeah. films. Uh, operating under the illusion of, no, no, we're making real real stories, real hard-hitting stuff. Yeah. It just happens to have some sex in it. Right. And so this does feel like that sort of film just flexed the other way. Like yes. The sex has been minimized, yeah. but I feel like you could just crank a dial and turn this into one of those totally, you know, sexy movies. Yeah. But this went horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that made sense. It, it did, because, I mean, it opens with that, like, really weird, I assume, fantasy sequence to some extent of... To some extent. The kid's mom getting eaten out by Santa Claus, basically. And it's filmed erotically. Yeah. She's yep. definitely super hot. It's yep. supposed to look sexy. Yep. And I think it has to if we're going to buy that this is somehow traumatic to the... <laughs> Yes. Kid. Yeah. We can't possibly uh, pull apart the the psychosexual aspect of this because it's not consistent to anything. No, it's just hey, he's fucked up about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's fucked up about know. sex. That's... So he sees at the beginning his family is a. Uh, I guess it's like a ploy that his parents put on together. I guess because the mom has but... him and his little brother yeah. or him and his older brother. Yes, on the uh, staircase yep. watching as Santa puts down presents. Yeah, but he Santa magically comes down the chimney. Yeah, he lowers down the chimney, yeah. comes out, puts down presents, uh, washes their... They left out a bowl with a bar of soap and water <laughs> and a whole bunch of bread for yeah. Santa. That's yeah. what he, they left him. It was That's a weird right. treat. Yeah. We always left him cookies. Yeah, Makes we, me mad now to think about it. It only just occurred to me that like there was crumbs left behind because one of my parents ate the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I know, I know that and yeah. I've always known that but yeah. now I'm just thinking about it like... Every Christmas, one of them ate the cookie. Yeah. I wonder if it was always my dad or always my mom or if they shared. Yeah, I don't know. I imagine it was always my dad. Yeah, I do too. That's, that's <laughs> definitely what I I imagine. imagine it was also your dad at my house too. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah, yeah. came over and had our cookies. We also left carrots for the reindeers at oh, my house. that's kind of cool. Reindeer, I guess, is the plural of reindeer. Rain's deer. Rain's deer. Yeah, Rain's of, deer. Course, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deer of rain. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we left carrots outside for them. That's and very cool. I have no idea who ate those. Somehow I imagine those ended up in the trash can. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That while you were asleep, your parents like made you eat the carrots yeah, so yeah. you get your veggies. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. one likes carrots. Yeah. I kind of like carrots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's uh, dark. But yeah, he definitely sh- we definitely see Santa magically come down the chimney <laughs> and magically go back up the chimney. It's a well, I guess we could argue that he's so delusional that he's Seeing things that aren't right. there, but I don't know. But that's I don't what know I, how to. That's what I don't what know if if the entire sequence in the beginning is fantasy, yeah, 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 or if like his dad actually dressed up as Santa and he's retroactively put because like I mean, that's I his whole beef is... with his brother is that like his brother's like, well, I don't believe that happened. Yeah, yeah, it was dad. Yeah, because well, okay, so what we're talking about yeah. is at the very beginning, a little boy and another little boy and their mom, their super hot mom. Yep are uh, looking through the banister of their staircase as Santa emerges from the fireplace, uh, eats their snacks, puts down presents under the tree, and then sees them. And so the mom shoes them up to bed because, as all kids believe, if Santa sees you, you go to hell for eternity. (laughs) Something like that. So they go running to bed. But then uh, Harry comes back down. And after they had gone to bed, he experiences his own I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus moment. Yes. Classic song. Yep. Kid sees mom kissing Santa Claus. Doesn't occur to the kid that the uh, that's more problematic than baby it's cold outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sees uh, sees uh, Santa Claus uh, kissing his mom. But he yeah. sees Santa Claus and his mom like getting ready to. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's hot. Yeah, and Santa's eating out her puss, and she's That's all showing much some what's leg. Happening. It's she's got her lingerie on under her bathrobe. Yeah, I think it's he's undoing hot. her garter belt. Right? Yeah, he's That's, undoing her yeah. garter belt, and he's like, ah, yeah. oh, my penis. <laughs> so then the kid sees this and goes running in uh, into his bedroom, and his brother's just like, oh, that was dad. And he's like, no, I swear it wasn't. Yeah, and then he cuts himself with a snow globe yeah, he that he g- smashes. Goes up to his attic and smashes a snow globe and cuts his hand with it. And we get a great uh, blood on snow shot. Blood on snow. You got to yeah. love it. And yeah. so now we know that he is traumatized in yes. some way. Yes. Because he saw mommy and Santa Claus yes. getting it on. And so then he awakes 40 years later on Halloween. Yes. <laughs> well, and so it is important, I think, to a degree that the scene is somewhat titillating and yeah, sexy. Definitely. Because it's supposed to be salacious. It's supposed to yeah. be fucked up for this kid. Yeah. And uh, so naturally, if we have this porno director or yeah. adult film director, <laughs> yes. you know, leaning into what he knows best. Yeah. It makes sense. And it, it makes sense. And it, and it looks, it's shot in that way. Yeah, exactly. That's and that's what I mean. It like and it's not explicit, but no. it's meant to be lurid. Yeah, it's which is kind of yeah. It's definitely has like a very sleazy vibe. Mm. But then even when it gets to its more graphic moments, they're 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 graphic after the fact. Does that make sense? Like yeah. there's not a lot of gruesome deaths as much as we see the aftermath of gruesome deaths. Mm. You know, it's the direction in this is impressive. Yeah, because it's. You know, it's not as classy as something like Halloween, but right. Halloween is notable because it's not particularly gory. Right. right. Um, we just see the setup, we see the action of it, but we don't see too much puncturing or blood yeah. splattering yeah. or anything like that. And this is similar to that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it doesn't have that edge of class. No. It's sleazy, but it's not uh, like explicit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, actually. I was kind of like waiting for this movie to fucking pull the ripcord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like kind of did for a second, and then just kind of like pumped the brakes and they started line dancing again. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, I think that this pulls the ripcord more in terms of just the, the plot being so yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Because if, if you told me the basic bare bones plot, I probably could have plotted it out for you. 
and reach the same conclusions, but come up with a completely different movie. Totally. This goes in directions that I really would not have expected. Yeah, it, so like the, the basic premise is that this, this guy who was like traumatized by an experience with Santa Claus as a kid, as an adult, decides to actually act out the Santa myth. He starts like spying on the kids in his neighborhood and keeping books of which ones are naughty and which mm. ones are nice. Uh, and is sort of planning to deliver a bunch of either presents or coal to the kids that he thinks have been good and the ones that have been bad. And part of his plan is to steal the bad kids' presents to give to the kids at the hospital. I believe that's true. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, there's a lot of fuzzy details in this movie. Yeah, it kind of just lets you follow along with what he's doing. Like, yeah. And you know what? I think it's a credit to the movie, and we'll talk about the guy's crazy performance, but he doesn't have like a big planning moment. Right. We never really get let into his mentality. Yes. Which is something that you can do with like a Michael Myers because mm-hmm. he's not the main character. Yes. This guy is the main character. Yeah. And but it never really lets us into what his motivation is or what his psychosis is. Right. Or even what his plan is. We just know that he's fucked up about shit yeah. and he's he's obsessed with Santa. Yes. That's kind of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so we follow him through like the the lead up to Christmas. I think mm-hmm. Dan and I have done the math properly yes. on this. One the of the first day, yes. it's fifty on because his his whole apartment is decked out. Every nook and cranny is filled with All something Christmas Christmassy, yep. and the creepier things of Christmas, y- yes. like dolls and yep. elves. And uh, but he has a chalkboard that says fifty five days until Christmas. Yes, and uh, if we've done if the we've math, done correctly. the math. Christmas is on the 25th, so yep. boom, take away 20, that leaves us with 30, which yep. means this movie starts on November 1st. Yeah. And so he is waking up the day after Halloween, the day November starts, he wakes up in a Santa costume yep. and begins his Christmas prep. Yeah. Uh, if there's a commentary being made about how we all jump into Christmas right after Halloween. Yes. I don't know if they're making that commentary, yeah. but this is that guy who takes that to the extreme. It wouldn't really surprise me because there is a bit of like cheeky yeah. commentary later with that weird on-screen uh, CEO from his yeah. private island being like, we must work harder this year, my yeah. employees. There is sign of, I mean, that's the big problem with Christmas that, that becomes the issue is, oh, it's a big capitalistic yeah. you know, kind of yeah. thing. And you know, it's not not that, but right. I think that's the big point of contention with Christmas. Yeah. So this is wrestling with that a little I bit. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a little bit what it's I think doing. it's accurate. Yeah. He's not a dumb filmmaker, no, uh, yeah. even if he's not a prolific one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I just, Dan and I found that very amusing. This movie essentially opens like on Halloween. He's like gone to sleep in his Santa Claus costume for mm-hmm. Halloween and woken up on November 1st, ready to kick off ready the Christmas to go. season. And he lives. I don't know if he's across from his brother. Yeah, he's he seems to live in like an apartment building, maybe because he's like across from that other apartment building oh, yeah, where he yeah, watches yeah. the kids. Oh, Although he maybe he's just going building, there. But his brother yes. lives in. I believe his the house they grew home. up in. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we get the sense that he does not like being in this home because right. that's when he witnessed. His innocence being robbed yes. of him by Santa himself. Yes. Though so his, he's gone his, his own way. His brother makes mention on both Thanksgiving and Christmas that he's used to having him there every year for those holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he definitely has gone home in the past, but this year he does not want to. Mm-hmm. He cancels both uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with his brother. Mm, with his brother, played by Jeffrey DeMunn. Who, Dan and I, have, like, this blew our mind. We're, like, watching this movie, and I was like... Well, I, he didn't even occur to me to be someone familiar. Yeah. It wasn't until you said I, something. I recognized him right away, and then when I heard his voice, I was like, I know him from something, and I couldn't figure it out. And it's it's the guy from The Mist that's like, there's something in The Mist! There's something in The Mist! Ah! He's on The Walking Dead. He's, like, Walking he's in a Dead. bunch of stuff. He's great. He's a he's a Darabont, a Darabont regular. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, Jeffrey DeMunn. Yeah. And it's funny because now I'm looking at his picture 
And it's just because I really only know him in older roles. Yes. And yeah. Oh, he's in The Hitcher. Oh, no shit. I've never seen that. As a cop. This is from that era. That's 1986. But yeah, he's a he's like a middle aged man there, I guess. In uh, Christmas Eve, I keep wanting to call it Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but he's the brother who's no nonsense. Yep, and has just had enough of of Harry. Yeah, he feels like Harry has sort of guilted him throughout his life into being like, hey, the reason. And he thinks Harry's like the reason I'm fucked up is because you wouldn't believe me about what happened on Christmas yeah. when we were six, mm-hmm. uh, and so he now feels like he's got this like brother that he has to take care of because he's got a lot of issues who is simultaneously making him feel guilty for having to like go through Mm -hmm. all of that um but seems to be just kind of an asshole himself he's a little bit of an asshole yeah he i I love when he yells at the kids for uh he yells at the kids to like turn the the tv TV down and uh, because i said so turn it down because he because he needs them to turn it down so he can continue yelling at his wife yes but then as soon as it's done he's just like I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yeah. Uh, Daddy's, Daddy's not feeling well. Daddy's not, not feeling well. But then the kid just does like a, oh, it's okay. It's fine, Dad. <laughs> but then like a few minutes later, there is like a really weird shot. Do you remember this? There's just like a moment we spend with his wife where she's just crying. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's just having the worst time in her marriage <laughs> with him. It's a, That's the thing that makes this movie, I think, so weird. Besides yeah. the bonkers plot, which we should go through beat oh, by yes, beat. Oh, yes, we will. But the way that people react to one another, and it comes to a full head in one scene that simply doesn't work. Yes. And that's almost why it works, is by how far it commits to not working. Yeah. Uh, the way people react to one another is so strange. It's so strange. Like, one of the tensions for Harry, Harry just got promoted at yeah. the, what was the... Jolly... <sighs> jolly Wishes. Yeah, uh, Jolly Dreams. Jolly Dreams, because if they're not Jolly Dreams, they're dreams that, you, that aren't worth having. having they're not worth that's, having. That's literally like that. the slogan, yeah. And so Jolly Dreams Toy Factory, and he's just yeah. been moved up off of the assembly line to management, so he's pushing paper. Yeah. And so all of the guys that he used to work with have a resentment towards him for that yep. and for his weirdness. Yes. And he has a resentment towards them because he actually liked working with the toys because right. they give him a big bone. And he doesn't think they care enough when they make the toys. Yes, they don't they, care. You know. <laughs> he breaks all those planes later. Yeah, out of, yeah, out of which anger. I think he's trying to... I think the implication is like, they don't even put effort into these. Yeah, these exactly, are shitty. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this wouldn't happen if I still worked here. Yeah, yeah. Ah! But he... Uh, a perfect example of why of how people don't interact normally with one another in this movie yeah. is one of the guys uh, that works there, big burly guy, is just like, hey, uh, you know, me and my wife are leaving town tonight. She wants to leave early so I can put my dick in her vagina. It's yeah. like real, real hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, hey, one of you guys want to fill in for me? Yeah. And then uh, the guy's like, no, fuck you. Uh, fuck you, Hank, or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, oh, come on, brotherhood. You yeah. never heard of brotherhood? Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of strong arms Harry into taking yes. that night shift, which doesn't make sense because Harry would be happy to take that night shift. Yes. But it, and he tries to appeal to brotherhood and I need to get laid by my wife. Let yeah. me have this shift off. Yeah. It's the strangest interaction. It's very strange. And it doesn't resonate as real. I don't no, know. It just I agree. Every interaction is like this. Yes, it is. Uh and I, I assume you were referring to like the alleyway alleyway sequence is the one that like really doesn't work and it's Yeah, yeah. Strange. The alleyway just nobody behaves in a way humans behave. Yeah, exactly. And I am never a stickler for people behaving illogically in movies because people are illogical, but these people don't behave illogically. They just behave in like each individual uniquely doing their own thing, ir- irrespective of what's happening around them. Exactly. It's very weird. Yeah, it's super strange. Uh, but so, yeah, so we have this setup of this guy that is like kind of 
clearly having some oh, sort of, yeah go so that's the other thing and then harry finds that it was all a lie that this guy was going to yes uh leave town early with his wife yes he was just gonna go out to the bar with the guys that he was originally trying to pull this ruse on i don't know it's strange yeah it's he, just a weird yeah the the end result of which is he's you know he's uh he's the odd man out yeah and 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 that guy is sort of actively winning one over on harry yeah, like yeah, yeah. taking advantage of harry and what's weird is that function comes through cleanly i know exactly what they're going for despite the fact that the people don't behave the way that people behave right exactly yeah like the it's not like this movie doesn't make sense although it's a little hard to parse what's happening sometimes mm-hmm. uh but and so that's the setup basically is just this guy that is clearly going through something as christmas approaches mm-hmm. uh, he has a great moment he's on the phone with his brother and his brother's like ah you never come over for uh for the holidays i really want to see you i haven't yeah. seen you uh but not that nice because he's an asshole yes yeah and at the same time harry's at home watching the thanksgiving day parade yes and he's he's doing fine on the phone uh-huh perfectly medium functioning human uh-huh. but then when santa shows up oh. this phone call could not be further from his thoughts yep. and he's like hang on i have something important to take care of yeah. and then he watches santa with a like he's here yeah he's finally here kind of insanity it's bonkers yeah and he had i mean we should talk about him he just has so many moments like that throughout the movie i uh i do not know this actor's name actually brandon Ma- maggart Oh yeah, Brandon yeah. Maggard Brandon plays Maggard, Harry right. Stadling. Yeah, and his yeah. performance is fucking wild. First of all, he looks like Bill Murray's long lost brother. I couldn't get that out of my head. Through he the looks whole like thing. if Bill Murray and Bill Murray's brother had a baby. Yeah, exactly. He's a perfect mix. Yeah, it's he's very strange looking, and he but it's like this movie doesn't work. I think like without his really weird over the top performance. That it's, what's weird though is I don't even want to call it over the top. Yeah, because the top set by this movie. Is something that is not over the topable. Agreed. But he meets that. Yeah. And I think more than anybody, he gets that. Yeah. And I don't know how to, I can't describe it because I don't know how to get it. I know. I think he might be the only person on the planet who gets it. It's so strange because he's like very committed to these sort of, uh, uh, what would you call it? I don't. But I just he has fits. Yeah, he I don't want to be insulting by saying this, but like he commits to the psychosis of this character. Oh, yeah. He it, has some sort of. I mean, that's the thing. We're operating on an understanding of mental illness. Yeah. in a Christmas-based grindhouse <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's not, there's not anything being said. He's yeah. meant to just be the most loosely branded term. He's a fucking psycho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Why? Because he's weird about sex. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about it? I don't know. He's yeah. just shut up and, and let him somehow it's tied to Christmas. And for it's, him. And it's yeah. tied to Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's, so it's tasteless, but it, it, it is consistent within itself. Yes. Yeah. And so this all kind of like the, the, the plot just sort of builds to this like Christmas party for, for his work mm. is kind of, I feel like where things really start churning. Cause he like, yeah, yeah, yeah. at first it's more just like he wants to dress up. As, I think, I think this is, I think we're right about this. He just wants to dress up as Santa and basically steal gifts from bad kids and give them to <laughs> good kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, he also built his own toys for good kids Yeah, that oh. are built with a better quality. Yes. But he does do some weird stuff leading up to this. Like there's the one kid Moss, I think is his name that he really, doesn't like oh, yeah. and he like goes to his house covers his own face in dirt and then like puts his hands and and lips on the side of their house so that the dirt leaves like this really weird 
sort of distinct mark. And then he hides in a bush and like freaks that kid. He has like a Loomis moment. Yeah. He like hides in a bush and scares that kid. It's funny that we're comparing him to the hero of the Halloween movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he is no hero. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's just in the right place at the right time once ever. Well, yeah. yeah. And that's that's what gave him and, hero status. Yeah, and then never again. Never. Literally never again yeah. throughout the entire series. Yeah. <laughs> True. That is, yeah. I, I stand by that. He's yeah. never in the right place ever again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's like a weird. That's the thing is, this movie is weird because you get like on one hand, I want to go He's like, like losing it. Yeah, it's like I don't think he intended to kill people on Christmas night, but then you track back and you're like, well, he did do that thing where he fucking like stalked that one kid. Well, the, he does have triggers though. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. certain things that set him off. Like his first kill happens when somebody's be, being very abrasive and in yeah. his face yeah. and like. Basically being like the... Well, they're also like kind of making fun of him for being Santa. Yeah, exactly. And he clearly has a thing about like, no, people should take Santa seriously. Mm. Which is a weird thing to have come from the... Like, that I could never parse together either. Like, how does what happened to him as a kid turn into everyone must care deeply about Christmas? Well, I think it comes from... You know, he sees a... He seems to have this like, oh, well, if this system is broken, I'm just going to be the, you know, I'll just be the worst of bad. Right, right. You know, like, oh, you know, if you reward bad people, okay, yeah. I'll give bad people what they deserve. If you, re- you know, That's that true. kind of a thing. He says so some- I think when he sees, like, the real Santa yeah. couldn't even uphold Christmas, right. I'm going to be the guy to that's- do it. I feel like that's the angle. I think you're right. He Because he implies later that, like... Uh, Kids need Santa yeah, to yeah. like for their life to be structured he was disappointed properly. By Santa, right, exactly. He will not be that disappointment yeah, for other yeah, kids. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And I but the thing is it's not like once again, we're never let in on what this guy's deal is. Right. Uh, we don't really get any alone time with him where he's being expressive to us as an audience right we're really only a uh, i almost said bird on the wall but i guess that works yeah that, we're I just a, we're a bug in a tree yeah and it, we're snug as a bug in a rugged out like yeah. yeah we're we're just fly on the wall that's the word snake fly, in a cabin is it yes yeah. we're a snake in the cabin yeah we're just an ornament on the tree yep yep uh, <laughs> <laughs> i get it i get it and so and so yeah he is a we only know what we see, and yeah. based on that observation, I think that's what he's. I think what yeah. his deal is. I think that is his deal, and so, but so that's like it's kind of unclear. It's like a little bit fuzzy if he intend intended to kill people on Christmas or not. It seems like it's a thing that kind of happens at random as he's already going through. Like he's clearly having a mental break. He's mm. like, do he's but and he's always been weird. Yeah, his sister in law always says like, oh, you know, he's harmless, but yeah. he is kind of creepy. Yeah, and yeah, his brother is, is constantly talking about the issues that his brother has. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like it's clear that he's probably been difficult, but he hasn't been a. a he doesn't hurt people. Yeah. yet. Well, and there's, you know, he's he literally has these books where he's like tracking children's like every yeah, yeah, yeah. move down, and they and they're very specific too. Like, yeah, she keeps her voice down, so she's a good girl. Right, right. You know, uh, he does. Uh, it's it's kind of funny if you pause it. And it read is. All the yeah, list we items. were reading them, yeah. and they're they're pretty funny. But the thing that I wanted to say about them is they they're you see books for multiple years. Yeah, yeah. You see like Good Boys and Good Girls, nineteen seventy eight. Good Boys and Good Girls, nineteen seventy nine. And then he's currently writing in nineteen eighty. Which kind of implies that he's at least done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like he's not dressed as Santa maybe, and maybe like it's done a multi-year the multi-year process. Yeah, may, exactly. You yeah, know, he started just by being like, "All right, I'm kind of doing this," right? And now 
this is the night that he's actually going to be Santa. Right, right. And then he gets pushed over the edge. Right, yeah. That's kind of what I think. I think that's where I've landed on it. that's what's supposed to be. But at the same time, if if the filmmakers were like, no, no, he's been planning this night of murder. Right, yeah. That works too. Yeah, because the logic is very fuzzy about it all. It's very fuzzy. I think we're right, though. I think so. I think we're right. I think he's like pushed over the edge Mm. as this is all happening. Because he is surrounded by dickheads. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's no, you know, I was. I'm just gonna make it mix up another cliche. He's no spring peach himself, <laughs> but he is. You know, he's a mess. But yeah. in his eyes, he's surrounded by the worst people, yeah, and a yeah, lot yeah. of them are bad. Yeah. Even the kid he scares after he scares the kid, the mom just fucking wallops oh, him. Oh my god! She yeah. does like the cupped open hand smack across the face, and it's like oof. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's how I know this guy is like truly sick. He doesn't see that the mom has passed this bad behavior onto her son, yeah. and the son should be rewarded by Santa. And, Treated well to be a better boy. Nope. Yeah. He's messed up. Yeah, he's messed (laughs) up, man. But that's the thing. Everyone's a dick. Yeah. The people at work don't like him. Uh, What's funny, though, he does freak out on his bosses. Oh, yeah. Because when he's at the... Actually, that's where we are about plot-wise. There's a Christmas party, which is being held in a shitty old trailer. Yes. uh, Arguably a porn studio. (laughs) Uh, They've got a a tin can of tomato sauce, a mix the drink mixers, because nighttime is the right time for a Bloody Mary. Yep. Merry Christmas. (laughs) And... um, yeah, and so there's a, it's a polka party. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's everything. Yeah. But he uh, sees his bosses, one of which, as you mentioned, uh, is just videoed in on a cathode uh, ray tube yeah. TV. He's he clearly like in. pre-recorded a video yeah. of himself clearly on a private island being like, ah, my employees, we will do even better next year with, our, you know, yeah. increase you, your Merry efforts. Christmas. Well, yeah. see you later. And yeah. then like sips his margarita. Yeah. But, uh. He goes up to his boss and, you know, it's just kind of like a kind of weird. Yeah. And he sees a commercial for, I guess it's like some political ad or something. What was it? Or an expose about the hospital mistreating its students. Oh, I think it was literally, I I might be wrong about this, but I kind of thought it was like a promo video that his company had made to be like, Uh, we're giving gifts this year. To these children at this hospital. That might be it, too. I think that's what it is. I just remember seeing that it was a hospital with shitty conditions. Yeah. And then one of his bosses obviously works at this hospital. Yeah. And he just strays up, straight up tells him, like, you're the worst. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. You don't care about these kids. Yes. And these guys just regard it as like, eh, Harry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, He's always like, weird. Like, yep, yep. Okay, Harry. Weird old Harry. Keep keep your voice down, Harry. Uh, oh, and then, but that's, oh, that though is the conversation where, uh, we get introduced to, I think maybe my favorite thing about this movie, which, cause I think it's the one thing that actually is chilling in the movie is Harry's explanation of how he sees the rest of the world and how he's trying to fit into it. And this actually does best explain, I think what we believe his motives to be. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps talking about the tune that everyone plays mm. and he's talking to his one boss and he's like, uh, He's like, I see the tune you're all playing now, you know, and I, now I understand the tune. I didn't before, but now I hear it. Now I know how to play it. Yeah. Now I don't play I it the way you play, play it, it yeah. but I do know how to play this tune. Yeah. And that comes back up throughout the movie. And I mean, A, makes him sound fucking insane. And it's like one of the best lines in the movie is he says all that to his boss. And his boss just turns around and goes like, Harry, I don't know what the fuck you're talking it about. It wasn't his boss. This was the dickhead guy. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, they're all dickheads, but yeah. this is the dickhead guy that made him work his shift. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Harry, I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, I know. Nobody does. But there's some smart filmmaking there, yeah. too, because there's a great shot where we see Harry in like the mid-ground, mm-hmm. and he, uh, in the foreground is his one enemy that he's saying bad things to, and then in the very background is the group of dudes that he used to work with right. clearly talking and pointing at him. Yeah. There's a lot of shots like that that you know, layer certain things that 
you know, it's it's gaudy show don't tell. Yeah, but it is show don't tell. Oh yeah, I thought it's just amped to a grindhouse level. Totally, exactly. There's like good filmmaking here that, but mm-hmm. it you know, in service of the. Uh, I'm know. upset that this guy didn't make any other movies yeah. because this one would sell me on seeing something else that he made. Yeah, I re- the the gonna have to watch the killer sandwich or whatever the thing was. Yeah, I know. Uh, I like the opening of this movie. I loved the first shot of the family on the stairs. I think it's like a really like nice, well lit shot. And then mm-hmm. you, when he goes to the attic and drops the uh, that when he first comes in the attic, the uh, the the snowball Christmas. What are those called? Snowball? Snow globe? Snow globe? That's Saint what I'm looking for. Yeah, Saint Elsewhere's. Saint Elsewhere's exactly. The uh, it's like way in the foreground, and then he's way. There's just like some really nicely like uh, uh, lit and framed shots in this movie. Uh, that I that I liked quite a bit. So mm-hmm. it's it is it's good filmmaking. You know, he probably made a mean porno. Yeah, yeah. Probably made a mean old porno. Yeah. Uh, so Christmas party. Oh yeah. So they're at the Christmas party, and uh, it's at the Christmas party that we first hear him do that explanation yeah. of you know. But and there's a song that I tried to Shazam. At oh, the Christmas I know. Party, it's so good. And it's it's. I don't even know what genre I'd call it, but it's a riff on some classic Christmas song. Yeah. It doesn't exist in Shazam. Yeah. It almost never works in like old grindhousey movies nah. for uh for the music. I'm sure so, we can uh, find that track list somewhere. It'll yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah. But this is when he first leaves and decides it's does he start his Oh yes, he does because he goes yeah. back to the party later as Santa. Yeah, because yeah. I think this is when he goes back to his work and steals a bunch of yes. gifts. Yeah, this is when he's like, It's morphin' time. Yeah. And he turns into Santa Claus. Yeah. And I think he decides to rob his own company because he's like uh, uh, unpleased with like how they're going to distribute the gifts to the children at the hospital, mm-hmm. basically. So it seems like that was not planned. The hospital trip he makes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To me, it seems like he was maybe planning to do the gifts to like kids in the neighborhood. Unclear. Yeah, I think the hospital thing occurred to him at the party. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so then that's the thing. This whole thing feels like it's a plan that he keeps going on side quests yeah, for. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like it's, it's. I think he was really just gonna those kids around the neighborhood, right? And that's, do it like that. That's yeah. what I think too. Because uh, yeah, what he ends up doing is like robbing his own work of like a bunch of gifts, and then and painting a sleigh on his white creepy van, exactly, and making then, it that much more noticeable. Yep. Even uh, though the cops never actually the cops never show up. They don't. I will, we see them at the church. Yeah. There's one the scene church. where they go to the church and are talking to some yeah, people. Yeah. And then otherwise it's a fucking torch mob. Yeah, it's just a torch mob. Yeah. There is a torch mob. There's a torch mob in this movie. My God. This movie's nuts. It is really nuts. So yeah. okay, so he's at the uh he's at the um Christmas party. Yeah. He and robs- now he's going to be his Santa Claus. Yes, exactly. But where they he- do introduce something yeah. earlier on that I f- that I forgot about. Yes. This guy's dr- like I wish the Santa Claus existed for him yeah. because he has like a creepy fetishization of becoming Santa. Yes. And uh, he, he would jack off to the Santa Claus all the time. Totally. He wouldn't be into Santa, Santa Claus 3, I don't think. <laughs> um, but he's constantly trying on like what it would be to be fat like Santa. Yes, yes. And so he puts on a belly. Yeah. He like tries to chunk up his leg and yeah. putting, the, uh, putting the Santa uniform over it to be like, okay, this is what my fat leg would look like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. He makes a homemade fat suit. Makes a homemade fat suit and really, really works on his Merry Christmas. Like and like that one seems like he does it like forty times. I know. And also, like he works on it like way too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He waits until he's need like is already out trying to deliver presents. Suddenly, he's like, "Oh, I guess I need to sound like Santa Claus." Mm-hmm. 
He's done he's, all this other preparation. Like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. And he like can't get it. Yeah. And he has like a pivotal cathartic moment when he finally gets his big. He jiggles oh, his oh, belly because oh, he oh. loves jiggling his belly. And, yeah. Whoa, Merry Christmas. I can't do it. I can't either. I'm not fat enough. Yeah. <laughs> but he he gets through that problem with his fat suit. Yeah. So he is. Yeah. He is very like. He's real into the... He's got a bone for being Santa. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so then he glues a beard to his face, puts his fat suit mm. on. Oh, that's a weird thing, too. Yeah. He glues the beard to his face, and then he's tugging on it, and the glue's so good that he's like, oh, it's real. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh yeah. He's like, he's, like, real into it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of weird scenes in this movie. But the way that I'm doing it is way leaning into it being, like, pervy. Yeah. The thing that makes it feel pervy is how this guy doesn't play it like right. that. Yeah. He doesn't do a uh, a Buffalo Bill thing. Right. He's it's it's so weirdly earnest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Cuz if well, I, yeah, I don't know, it has that feeling of like an actor really trying to act and chew into mm-hmm. this thing, you know. Uh uh that is both aware of like the what the tone of the movie should be, but maybe not aware that he shouldn't be taking that seriously. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I and mean, I think it's like I imagine it's, to me, it feels like somewhat accurate, at least in terms of the way his behavior on a, on a, on like a micro level is. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's accurate that if some guy sees Santa boning his mom, he's going to go on a murder spree. Right, right. But I think if someone had like a fetishization for Santa, that's somewhat accurate in terms of the way his moment to moment behavior is. Yeah. And that yeah. feels truthful, even yeah. if, you know, it's in service of a crazy idea. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. It's like the movie depicts it a lot as like triggers. You know, yeah. it's like the different things seem to like trigger different uh uh, uh, uh larger reactions out of him mm-hmm. than, than other things. He's just he's keyed into certain things. And yeah. we see that like so the script has a a tightness to it, even if it's not clinical accuracy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then he then he goes out, and I think the first thing he does is deliver to the hospital, and then starts going around the neighborhood. He tries to deliver to the right, hospital. Right. In another instance of people not behaving the way people do, yeah, he pulls up and tries to get into the hospital, and like one of the orderlies that works there is like, yeah, no, like who yeah, are you? Yeah. Where did you get these presents from? Who donated them? Yeah. And he's constantly dancing around who donated them, yeah. but eventually, through sheer force of Santa will does convince them to bring his presence into yeah. the kids on his behalf. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like a security guard tries to stop him and is clearly not going to let him inside and thinks he's a nut. And then oh, he, yeah, it's, and an, then he it's pulls, an old security guy yeah. that almost pulls a gun on him. Yeah. yeah, and then he pulls a single present out and hands it to him, and he's like, well, all right, let me go see what I can yeah, do. Yeah, let me round up some people. Yeah. So he gets all of the medical staff who should be watching these kids to yeah. come out, and they're all like moved by yes. Santa. They're like, oh, yeah. Santa. Yeah. One, one lady plants a big smooch on his face. Yep. Like, oh, Santa, mwah, so good to us. It's so weird. He becomes the hero Santa that he's yeah. been dying to be. And I, that probably. Now that I'm like, thinking about it, especially with where this ends, yeah. I think we could actually probably. Yeah, I think we could say that a lot of this is in his head. Yeah. Their reactions might not have been that. True. I feel like he is a bit of an, you know, he's unreliable. an unreliable narrator yeah. in that, you know, we, we're never going to know what he's actually thinking. Yeah. But yeah, by the end, that goes full fantasy, then yeah. maybe. Maybe we are seeing a child's point of view when his dad shoots right. back up the chimney yeah. magically. Yeah. Maybe these people aren't actually behaving like right. this to him. Right. He just sees it that way. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretty quickly here, we're going to get to him murdering three people in public. Mm-hmm. 
two minutes later, he's line dancing with people at like a oh, Christmas party a that they party. just invite him into, <laughs> and they and they love him. Yeah, every woman, every woman in the room wants to dance with Santa. Yep. All the kids love Santa. Yep. Yeah, it is really. I'm starting to think maybe we're not seeing things. Yeah, yeah. And it's purposefully meant to be heightened. Yeah, that might. That yeah, I think so. That kind of makes a little more sense anyway. Yeah, you know. I'm going with that. That's yeah, my head cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. That makes a little more sense to me. Because yeah, he goes. So the the people at the because uh, yeah, even the uh, the church. Yeah. Okay. So here's the big inciting event. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is him killing. He goes to the church where he knows that the guy who runs the hospital and his boss are going to be at. Yes. And so when everybody's leaving the church, he pulls up and has his presence in his van and all that. But he also has a little soldier on his shoulder, a shoulder soldier <laughs> that has a uh, you know like his little wooden rifle pointed straight forward. Yep. And some guy comes down. He's like, hey, Santa, perform for the cameras. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Santa, this fucking guy over here, this asshole. Ah. And, you know, it's just pretty being much that what guy. he's doing. And he's just being an, an idiot. He, yep. he had a little too much Christ blood when he was sitting <laughs> yeah. in the pew, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And um, But I don't think this guy behaved like that now. I bet this guy was like, oh, pff, Santa over here, and just yep. blew him off. But in this guy's in santa's head right he sees it as this really gaudy offense that he had to respond to yeah with the soldier stabbing him in the eye of course yeah he stabs him in the eye with the soldier and then pulls out like a candy cane axe kind of yeah and uh chops two people in the head candy tomahawk yeah it's a A cocaine tomahawk i can't That definitely uh, would be the sequel to, like, based on um, the further movies of uh, uh, S. Craig Zoller, Cocaine Tomahawk would definitely oh, yeah. be the sequel he makes to Bone Tomahawk. Also, you could make a sequel to Bone Tomahawk called Cane Tomahawk that just follows the adventures of Chicory, because he survives, <laughs> yep, and yep. he's got his cane. Yep, <laughs> he yep. would just have a cane tomahawk. Yeah. But he's just hitting kids. Like, don't you don't respect me. <laughs> uh, Chicory should be in every movie. The fleas were real. I yeah. swear. I've seen them. Ah. Best character. He's so good. So great. That's actually the last time we had a similar reaction like we had for Jeffrey DeMond, where we're like, you know who that is? Oh, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Finding true. out that it was Richard Jenkins. That's true. But yeah, so now I'm starting to think that these heightened interactions between people might just be his interpretation. And yeah. Since he is a complete sociopath in terms of not knowing how people work. Yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's, that's how he sees it. Definitely what he's describing with the tune thing. He the has filmmaking no idea. doesn't necessarily speak to that. Though. Right, I know. Like, I, I feel like I, what's funny is I'm seeing all these parallels now to American Psycho. Oh, interesting. American Psycho ends with kind of an impossible thing happening. Yes. Yeah, you know, he sees things that that aren't real. Yes. Like this ends with him, you know, flying his van off a cliff and into the sky <laughs> uh-huh. and, and flying back to the North Pole presumably presumably and uh, but definitely falling to a fiery death like, yeah, definitely yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah so I'm, I'm I'm trying to think if American Psycho up until the end has any aggressive tags to it being not real except that it's heightened right you know what I'm saying like there's nothing well, there's th- nothing that act- that pulls the reveal. Right. I think there I that's one of those movies where in retrospect I think there are some things. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like the chainsaw sequence the chainsaws definitely seems thinking like of something. dangles. Yeah. yeah. Seems like something that couldn't be real, you know? I think this movie I like what I'm saying is there anything that explicitly shows like flashback or you right. know, like, like but I don't think the filmmaking has any sort of lens change or stylistic change. It's, it's to literally only make sa- it seem not real. The levitating Santa Claus in the very first yeah, scene yeah. is the only thing that is like quote unquote surreal until yeah, the, yeah. the surreal is the, the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. None of the filmmaking suggests that we're not seeing reality right. except that what's happening is patently unrealistic. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
which is kind of interesting. Mm. If we're right about what we have to be, we have to be. What's confusing about it is that so many movies from this era, specifically ones that are like super niche like this, that is a, you know, sexy slasher Santa comedy thing you know like, yeah. i don't know what it is yeah populated with actual good acting yeah like yeah when we watch these movies that exhumed and stuff there's a certain expectation about behaviors and about cheesiness and yeah. just how sometimes certain things are sacrificed in the name of just getting it the fuck done yeah and this seems to almost be using that uh, yeah kind of i know I, I not not that it can view itself with any sort of backwards lens from right. you know present day but I, I think that yeah, I think that it's it's leaning on the fact that it could probably hide as a cheesy movie, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. still you know sneaking in pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like it, it th- this movie was like uh, a much more entertaining, I think, than a lot of movies of this kind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think because it was so unformulaic. Yeah, I was really ready to fall into formula. Like I, yeah. I really enjoyed when we when we had Rob on for Silent Night Deadly Night. Yeah, that was a great movie. I think I liked this better. Yeah. Because Silent Night, Deadly Night is the one that, that I would have written, yeah, given yes. a Killer yeah. Santa kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Whereas this one, I, I don't think I could have come up with this. Right. Yeah. This this has a more, uh, 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 I don't know, like horror paperback kind of, you know, sleazy, trashy paperback novel yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. feel than, than. I think it's to, to bring back Boogie Nights, yeah. tapping into that same thing. You know, before when it was like, oh, we need to write a plot around this porno. But they did it well because they didn't see it that way. They saw yeah. it as, let's make a movie that happens to be sexy. Yeah. This sort of has that same application where it's like, I want to make a psychosexual thriller. It's like, yeah, but slashers are selling. Yeah. I'll make a slasher. And they, yeah. they wrap it up in that. You yeah. Know? And it, that's that's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Uh, it speaks to, you know, the limitations of you know the limitations being placed on the creativity yeah defining what it is yeah um now i'm trying to remember where we were in the movie because we're getting close to the the finale of this thing well he's clearly off the rails yeah he's Um, murdered people at the church he's murdered people at the church he hops in his van he goes back to the christmas party and gets into the polka party with everybody he's giving gifts he gives the kids a great speech yeah um about how oh if you're good i will make sure that you get the best toys yeah but if you're bad the worst things will happen or like something really fucking weird you're bad they'll be Horrible. Horrible. That's exactly what he says. And the kids who are all, because it's the 70s, they look 40. They're child actors that smoke a pack a day. (laughs) And they're just like... Yeah, it's it's very weird. But see, now that I'm thinking about it in terms of this, of course that party went the way it did. Yeah, yeah. This also maybe kind of explains, I'm pretty sure one of the next things that happens is when he goes to that house and tries to go down the chimney. Oh, yes. Remember that scene? Best scene in the movie. Yeah. He like, and the whole time you and I were like, why does he think he can do this? Yeah, he can't do it. Why does he think he can go down this chimney? And then not only can he not, it's not like he falls down the chimney. He literally can't get down the chimney. He's like, his fat suit prevents him from being able to go down. Rather than lose the fat suit, though, and lose the illusion of Santa, he decides, all right, I'll just go in the front door. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do it. But it's it's like a sad moment for him where... I mean, this is probably giving it way too much credit. Uh-huh. Um, it's probably just he got in and didn't fit, so he got out. Yes. But he climbs into this chimney, and in that moment, it's sort of like, you know, the 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 essential uh, artifice of a Santa mythos at all sort yeah. of becomes a little apparent. Yeah. There's no way that a fat man fits down a chimney. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And so, like, it starts to 
in my in the the very very uh, generous credit I'm going to give yes. this movie, yeah. it's a nice piece of character shift for him yeah. because he has to make peace with the fact that maybe believing in Santa wasn't even a, a smart idea at the beginning. Yes, because this is it's it's a patently illogical concept. This is all a fantasy of some kind. Yes, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's unwinding in some way. But like, what a scene, though! It's amazing. He's, he's up on the roof, and yeah. I think you said it best that he walks on the roof like any one of us would. Oh like, yeah, he, he he's not galloping across this no, roof. He it's walks like he's going to fall off of it. Clearly in any on a second. real roof that's yeah. covered in prop snow. Yep. So he's very cautious about it. Uh-huh. It's so funny. It's really funny. Uh, but I mean, it maybe plays into this idea that we're talking about of like what is fantasy in this movie and mm-hmm. what is not fantasy. That's like maybe a moment where we get a little bit of the outside view of what's yeah, happening, yeah, yeah. That's you true. know, as opposed to the inside view yeah, of what's in happening. His head there, he slipped down the chimney. Yeah, because oh, oh, oh. yeah. the result is he is putting presents around the tree in, for yeah. these kids. But then it's also but. this is the house of. His uh, the dude that took advantage of him. Yeah, the uh, real, the uh, real dickhead. Dude. Yeah, the real dickhead dude. I forget what his name is. Yeah, me, me too. Hank, you said, and I, I that, just called him Hank. I know, but that seems right. He's a Hank. Yeah. yeah. What was the guy's name in Psycho Three? Oh God. Oh. Uh, is it Chet? Chet. That sounds right. It was, and if it's not Chet, it's like a, it's, it's like a something name like Chet. like Chet. Yeah. Tug. Yeah, Chad. Could, like it's that. Like could be a chat. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, make your point. I'm going to look up chat. Uh, uh, oh, what was my point? Hold on. I'll get there. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, he, he finds the... Uh, he's like in this house. Uh, turns out the whole reason he's there is not necessarily to get, give these presents, though he does. Uh, it's to uh, murder uh, uh, this Hank character that we've dubbed Hank. Uh, and he does so by smothering him with Santa's sack of gifts. Well, he starts by smothering yes. him with Santa's sack of gifts. Yeah. But it's a little too much of a struggle, and this guy's very, very deep sleeper of a wife yes. starts to roll over. Yeah. So he reaches into their bedroom Christmas tree, because uh-huh. they have a bedroom Christmas of course tree, they do. that has a golden star on top, yep. and uses it to slash the man's throat with the tip of the star. And yes. a single, but it's very artfully done. Oh, yeah. Because as the wife turns over, this guy flops, flops. over from yeah. that strike, and blood sprays out of his neck while he looks into his wife's eyes, and she <laughs> screams. It's really chilly. It's pretty cool. And is this the one where he runs away from this, like a cartoon character in Looney Tunes? Yeah, he 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 ducks out of the room real fast yeah. with like that, like, kind of thing and he gets out into the uh, hallway and the kids see him and see him as santa and he shares a tender moment with these kids and then yeah he does yeah he does the ding taps his nose nose because he thinks he's a cutesy little coca-cola santa and then the mom screams in the background and he like gets the fuck out of (laughs) dodge dopely yes it's very funny uh and i mean that I, here's where the movie started to lose me a little bit just because like we it it kind of just kept doing this in a cycle of like he does some more Christmassy things like dropping presents off to kids houses and then goes a little nuts and kills some people and then he does some Christmassy things and then he goes a little nuts you know it was like just kind of bouncing back and forth between these like I think once he killed the people at the church yeah he starts to get uh you know he starts to kind of Sometimes he's going to kill, sometimes he isn't. Yeah. Like, I think he starts to really lean into the idea of, like, well, I'm not just going to give the bad people coal. Right. I'm going to take them out. So he's kind of going back and forth between yeah. uh, help out the good kids yeah. and then punish one of the bad kids. Yeah. Like, he's dipping yeah. back and forth between that. And then I'll... I said Psycho 3. I believe it's Psycho 4 yes. that he's in. Yeah. And it is Chet. Chet, Chet. Rudolph. Yeah. As Chet played by Rudolph. Tom Schuster. Yeah. Amazing. Chet. Yeah. Uh, but 
how did it get to the thing that I can't remember is how it got to the uh, torch mob. The torch. Oh, the torch mob happens after the alleyway scene where nobody oh, behaves yes. like real people. That's right. Yeah. But once again, he's probably holding back screaming kids, but he sees it as these kids yes. running from their parents to to, to Santa help, to help Santa. Yeah, the torch save mob him. comes from that. But we also have first. There's there's a couple other weird cameos mm-hmm. uh, at the Christmas party. I believe it's at the Christmas party. You think it's one the of polka the polka uh, party Christmas party? Yeah, the polka party Christmas party. One <laughs> of the uh, one of the uh, the uh, polkas is the same actor who plays Hector Salamanca yes. in uh, Breaking Bad. Indeed. He's the guy in the wheelchair that just dings. Yep. There's yep. actually a Twitter account that is a Hector Salamanca Twitter account that just dings. That's so funny. And, uh, but like it's different patterns of dings. Yeah. It's probably not active now that the show's over, but yeah. I used to enjoy it. And you could say something to it, and it would just ding back to you. It's really Might funny. even be a bot. I don't yeah. know. But I loved it. <laughs> but like every once in a while, I would also like retweet something about the show, and yeah. then like ding, 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 yeah, ding. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so we get that cameo from him, and then uh, the cops weren't anybody, right? I don't think so. Yeah, because the cops go to the church and start to think that they're going to follow him, and that's kind of the yes. first and last we hear of the cops. Yeah. Oh, and because the big thing with them is that leads to this becoming public knowledge. There's yes. a news yeah, yeah, report yeah. that goes out that someone oh, dressed yeah, yeah, yeah. as Santa Claus has murdered people mm. in front of this church. We get that great police lineup scene. Yeah, yeah. Where oh all my the god, I forgot about that. And they have one step forward to say "Merry Christmas." Yeah. And you get the sense that if they caught Harry, he would have been so happy to uh-huh. own that moment. But instead, you get these guys that are like, "You fucking!" I was. They do one guy's like, "They pulled me out right in front of all the kids." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, scene was very funny. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Yeah. Like, no, no, put a little feeling into it. Merry Christmas! Yeah. No, put some feeling into yeah. it. And there's like a black Santa. There's yeah. an old Santa. A very young tall Santa. With a beard, tall Santa. It's yep. it's fantastic. Yeah, that's but a yeah, ve- so that's genuinely funny are. scene. But then we get this really, we should pull apart this scene. Yeah. Arguably, I guess, the big showdown scene. <laughs> yes. Because it kind of just goes off the rails to the credits after this. Yeah. Where it is, he finds all of the local kids that he's been keeping tabs on. Yes. And he's got a big bag of presents that he wants to give to them. Yep. The kids are walking home from something with their parents. Yes. And the kids are all in a group ahead of the parents. Yes. The parents are fully aware that there's a dirty Santa running around. And yep. That's how he's recognizable is that his suit's dirty. Yep. The kids all go approach Santa, and the parents get wind that they get the idea that maybe this is the bad Santa. Yes. So they sit back and watch. Yeah. It's the weirdest fucking <laughs> scene weirdest. in the world. They literally are afraid to approach, which, like, I kind of get. They're afraid to approach Santa, but it's not like they're... Every parent I know would run up and grab their right. kid by the collar of their shirt and pull them away. And none of them are even acting like they're afraid to yeah. approach him. They're literally just not approaching him. Yeah. And they keep saying things like, I, I think that might be... I think that's what's happening right there. I think that might be the killer. It's kill- very clear that they're concerned that he's the killer. Yeah. And it's very clear that... They don't care about their kids. It's I don't know. so strange. But the kids are all, you know, like hugging Santa and gathering around yep. it because he wants to give them presents. Yep. So, of course, the dad, a.k.a. Dewey Cox's dad, the wrong kid died. He's in there, decides he's going to come at Santa with a knife. Uh-huh. So he pulls out his little switchblade. Yeah, he finally decides to take action versus Santa after, like, for some reason, they have to have a whole conversation about whether they should save their children or not. Mm-hmm. And then after they get that out of the way... He approaches Santa with a knife. Uh, they get in like a, a not very well shot or choreographed fight. The knife falls, and then a little girl picks the knife up and hands it back to Santa mm. and gives it to Santa Claus. 
as like a hey hey dad step away from Santa which I think you're right the only way this makes sense is if this is part of his like fantasy it's gotta be it's part gotta of be. his fantasy because I would think that he's holding these kids hostage with yeah, the knife right. and that's why the parents are staying away but he sees it as these kids being drawn to him yes but what he does when he gets his hands on the knife yeah. is he he leaves yep he He's runs like, away. Oh, he runs away. Uh, there's like a struggle with the dad a little bit. Yeah. And then he breaks free and yep. they're like, fuck it. We're starting a torch mob. Yep. Uh, which be- literally becomes like a, a Frankenstein-esque sequence of like people running through the streets after this monster Santa. Uh, Raymond J. Barry is yeah. that guy's yeah. name. And while, while I have it, Hector Salamanca is, is Mark Margolis. Mark Margolis. Yes, that's correct. Uh yeah, the, he's like running through the streets with like a huge mob of people behind, mm. and there's like it's shot like a Frankenstein movie. It's like mm. a lot of shots of like feet running on the on the streets, and then like torch, you know, close ups of just like torches being shaken in the camera and stuff and as they're that running. Great shot through the driveway of the one house. There's like a super decorated house that has just chains and chains of identical light up Santa and reindeer going all the way up their oh, driveway yeah. and all the way up to their house. And we see that used both as like his entrance to that scene yep. and then his exit. Yep. And that felt very Frankenstein to me because yeah. it was reminiscent of when we see the villagers running up the windy road yes. to the uh, windmill. The castle. Yep. It, uh, yep. and it's, yeah, the windmill, uh, right. It's, it's a windmill? I it's think been so. A while since I think I've so. Seen it. Or yeah. a castle. A whatever. tower of So the kind. high tower yeah. where Frankenstein goes. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so it has, you know, it's sort of, uh, uh, I don't know if it's aping that directly, but it has that feel. Yeah, it's, I was like kind of, I, I don't know, it gave me that feeling right away, which I was like, that's kind of cool. I don't get it why, but it's cool. Doesn't Frankenstein, when he's running, like hole up with somebody for a minute? Because now I'm just thinking of young Frankenstein when he follows the violin to Gene Hackman's house. Yes, there's a, a, a in a lot of Frankenstein stories, there's a little girl that he kind of like befriends. He runs into the little girl at the beginning. Yeah. Like, she's what causes the torch mob because he kills her. Right. But um, he accidentally kills her. Right. And uh, no, I think when he's running, uh, he also has a moment where he like hides out somewhere. Yeah. Which is what happens here with uh, Santa. Yes. He visits his brother. That's right. And, you know, his brother immediately gets what's going on yep scolds him and scolds him chokes him out thinks yeah. he kills him yeah yeah oh yeah i totally forgot about that no one ever says call the police yeah yeah uh, he just says put the kids to bed honey yep. i'm gonna talk to my brother and then chokes and him out chokes him out and seems to have the i uh, i think what they were trying to say is that he like raged out as well right and didn't mean to kill him right but he doesn't kill him right turns uh, out he's fine <laughs> Turns out he's fine, and we find out he's fine in the best way. Yeah, because his brother drags him out to his van, yeah. throws him into the driver's seat of the van, and then just kind of stands there. Mm-hmm. And then the evil Santa in the driver's seat just like pops awake and punches his brother in the face with like a, oh, that, that there's like a like, whole Pum! there's literally like a shot of him like cr- like closing yeah, his yeah, yeah. fingers together into a fist and winding up into a punch and then we just cut to the outside of the van as his fist flies out the window and yeah. hits his brother in the face knocks him out it's so funny and he has that that great moment of uh well no, actually it's first when he's running from the torch mob that he does has to do the u-turn in his sled oh, yeah, yeah which his his sleigh is his van his van and you know even more evidence here that we are not seeing the truth yeah because when he rides his van and is yelling on dasher on dancer yeah. we he get whips whip and we do get whip sounds yeah that's doesn't so yeah. there is like whip folio which is so, yeah which is fantasy and so he's hearing that i yeah. i just thought it was like a gaudy choice like me too when uh when neo knocks over all the agent smiths and it makes a bowling pin noise yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i just thought it was like a silly thing but no, no yeah, i guess I, it does I, I, also speak to that i think it does yeah, yeah. this is crazy yeah. 
How does Maybe this... it's just plainly obvious and we're idiots. I know. That's what it could <laughs> be. Could yeah. Because we were so confused at a certain point. We were just like, wait, so did he plan to murder people or did he just plan to give gifts or did he? We were like really having trouble putting together like what exactly Honestly, the. I kind of like, I hope that we're not idiots. Because I know. I kind of like that it doesn't feel the need to go deeper. Right. I, I think when you get into. If they tried to make it any deeper or tried to psychoanalyze them on any sort of deep level, then you run into where it could be tasteless yeah, totally. rather than just like dated. And I'm not saying it's not tasteless, but yeah. like, you know, where it ends up becoming problematic, where it ends up becoming like, oh, they might be saying something irresponsible. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're saying anything. No, this is just know? a monster movie. It's just a monster you know? movie. Yeah. Whereas like, what was it? Uh. Friday the 13th 7 yes comes down real hard on like the know, mental health industry yeah, and like, like it it's... has a very limited understanding of the uh, mental health yeah, industry and yeah. says things that now would not really be something you'd want to proudly declare in a yeah, movie yeah. this isn't really saying anything yeah and i think by not giving us a chance to identify now that i keep thinking about american psycho yeah that's why we love american psycho yeah. it's not really saying anything about his mental state it's right. commenting on the world around it yes know? exactly yeah, and yeah i think they're doing that here a little less success in terms yeah, of for sure. condemning the world yeah. because this seems to be a world of dickheads but, yeah yeah you know i, I think it's very much a grindhouse movie too it's, it's very much a grindhouse yeah, movie yeah. but it is also i think we are right in saying that it's making fun of like the dissolution yes. of the values of christmas totally yeah but at the same time too it, it is I, I made the joke that you know, this guy is altruistic to a degree. Like, he believes in being good and yeah. not naughty. But uh, we, we all know that forced purity yes. is pretty tainted pretty quickly. Yeah. And so this sort of is showing that. This guy is forcing purity, yep. and he's, he's... No, he doesn't have the right to do that. Yes. And it's messy. Yeah. Uh, this And by the way, this brings us right to the fucking last shot of the movie, the finale. That's where we're at. He drives off from after punching his brother in the face. His brother, who chases him on foot. Chases him on foot. And then falls down a snowy hill yep. that is just cardboard boxes covered in a white blanket. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> they make no attempt to hide no. that it is that because cardboard boxes pop out of the blanket. Yes, and also the blanket, you know, what you would expect to see is snow moving out from under the sky that's sliding down a hill of snow. But instead, what you get is all of the snow being simultaneously dragged behind yeah, you his don't body get because it's in just snow. like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at that moment, at that moment, Ugh. Harry is driving away from the torch mob, yep. and he he drives off of a bridge, yep. bursts through the barrier, yep. And it's a great it's a great moment too because he bursts through. Then we get his brother be like, "Harry, you fucking asshole!" Yeah, like, ah! yeah, yeah, yeah. And the you know the townsfolk seeing it, yeah. and then we get the inside shot of Harry just riding in his you know just hands on the smiling steering wheel, in his sleigh, smiling, and then the van flies off into the moon in, and silhouette yep. into the sky as he yells "Merry Christmas" to all yep. to all a good night, it's, which we know didn't happen. It's amazing. It's like one of the best endings I've ever seen. I was it's so insane. excited when it happened he drives off this fucking bridge and the van just takes off into the sky like he's on a sled with reindeer in front of it it's still in the van though. it's still in the van though. i love that if this is his fantasy yeah. there is a little bit of realism that he's holding yes. on to because part of his obsession with santa is that he knows that santa isn't good because right. he saw santa eat his mom out yeah he yeah. doesn't uh yeah he doesn't see santa as as good so there is sort of a logistical reality to his idea of santa yeah and so he doesn't need a sleigh for his his thing to be real right. because that doesn't feel real to him yeah yeah 
but he can fly in his van. Yeah, exactly. Because that is a thing that is true to Santa. And yeah. having transcended in his eyes yes. the good the the flawed goodness of Santa yeah. and becoming the true Santa, his own sleigh can now fly yeah. back to the north. It's, it's, it's so fucking crazy. insane. It's so good. It's almost a happy ending. I know. Because yeah, a couple people died, you know, yeah, we, we shook some cages, <laughs> we rattled some cages here on Christmas. <laughs> Things got a little wild, yeah. but the bad guy's dead, yeah. and he's happy about it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good considering. It's yeah, it's so strange. And frankly, all the people who died, like they were the most aggressive dickheads in the fantasy. Yeah, yeah. so they were probably kind of dickheads. And I, I don't <laughs> think anyone has the right to take a life, but yeah, yeah you know, I'm not married to them. Yeah, they gotta, yeah, we're good. It's it's a Christmas slasher movie. I'm, I'm, it is a Christmas yeah. slasher movie. You know, it's like, uh, and boy, was it fun! I fucking, I really enjoyed this movie. I just don't. I, I really don't know what I. Ex- I mean, I do know what I expected. Yeah, and I feel like this is the, this is exactly the movie I expected, and it is not at all the movie I expected. Agreed. Like, tonally and and in terms of why I enjoyed it and and how it was to engage with in the moment, it is exactly what I expected. Yeah. But in in terms of just how it was plotted and how I expected to to come to an understanding of what was going on, it really blew me out of the water. That Agreed. Way. That's really cool stuff. I you know I I had the feeling that it would be the sort of um, cheap cheesy thing that it is to some extent, and mm-hmm. it is that. Uh, but I uh, I don't think I expected to actually like uh, even have a conversation like this about it. If that makes sense. Yeah, you it's know? weird. I, we started this just being like, yeah, the mental health angles, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up being like kind of unlocked it yeah they're like do yeah there's like a very i think an interesting thing that's happening there with the storytelling i think so i absolutely think so this yeah. is uh i've talked i liked this movie a lot watching it i've talked myself into liking it a lot <laughs> yeah, more too because i think with the filmmaking being pretty smart yeah uh, there is a good sense of of like shot blocking like there's this one yeah. shot that is just taken from it, it, I guess we could call it a balcony. It's like a yeah. recessed alleyway mm, in which mm-hmm. the buildings on the left and right side protrude from it in shadow. Yeah. But in the lighted center, we're looking down at the Christmas parade going yep. by. And so it's a really beautiful shot. And I think it's just one that they just rented the right spot and got the right time and yep. nailed it. Yep. And uh, it, there's a lot of smart filmmaking like that that looks good and is artistic that isn't just shot to capture the action. Um, there's a couple of handheld shots when he's in the car going nuts and yelling at his deer. Yeah. It goes handheld. It goes shaky. I think that there was a lot of consideration to how the film looked when they were making it. It yeah. wasn't just it wasn't just grindhouse in terms of like I want to make a karate movie. Boom, boom, boom. Like <laughs> right. I, I think there was and and you see this a lot in grindhouse movies where you go, oh, they actually knew that the language of film. Yeah, I think there was a good command of the language of film here. Absolutely, which made a potentially hokey story one that is pretty dense and engaging and, and intriguing yeah it was I, it's just like really it's very fun i think it's, i have one note yeah that i must share yeah do you remember what the emergency number is in this town <laughs> kind of there's a newscaster yeah. and he looks like freddie mercury on like a great day uh, yes he's got he's got this like beautifully perfect hair this ridiculous mustache but it's so weird looking but he's he's just a very much like what was probably like the the handsome man for the moment that the manly men probably hated yeah. back in the 80s. And he's like, if you've got any tips about the uh, Santa Claus killer, dial 999... <laughs> dial 999-1212. Yeah, yeah. He says 999-1212. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing, but... And I love It's thinking, not called 911. No. It's not, 
Although I do remember when I was a kid, we didn't have nine one one in my hometown, yeah, same. and we were nine eight three one 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 one. Still got that. Good work, yeah. school. Yep. But yeah, nine double nine one two one two seems really funny. Yeah, it was very funny to me. It's funny to think about a time when we didn't have a very simplified universal, yeah. you know, uh, number for that. It's there wasn't a, enough wires. Yeah, exactly. But where we're going, we, <laughs> we don't, don't need, need wires. wires. Man, that actually would be probably a very good thing for the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we could go uh, without wires. We're getting there. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It's. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Like, my watch, to charge it, I just set it on, like, a magnet. Nothing plugs. Uh-huh. And just because the magnet touches the back. I mean, if there's, it's plugged into the yeah, wall. Yeah. But it charges. That's I don't crazy. get how yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't get it. Me but it's either. happening. So I'll yeah. let the smart people figure it out, and I'll buy it if I want it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, so we thought we would talk about, uh, uh, since we're sitting here doing our annual Christmas movie, we did black Christmas last year, I think for Christmas, yep, right? I believe so. I think we should like keep this tradition up. We've done we gotta do some kind silent of night, Christmas deadly movie. night before. Mm-hmm. Krampus. We should, yeah. We should keep doing Christmas horror Krampus. movies as we, cause, cause that just means like each year we're going to be doing shittier and shittier movies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know though. This might be my favorite one so far I know. besides yeah, black yeah. Christmas. This yeah. is pretty good. It is good. It's but I it is like yeah it's shitty. So it's such a limited <laughs> yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. I just mean it's like such a limited field that like. But the question is, and we want to talk a little bit about what makes a Christmas movie. Yeah. So in lieu of doing a list, yeah. You know, it, this is one of those things. It's not an actual fight. Right. The right. same way that the baby it's cold up decides that's not real. Yeah, yeah. No one's actually mad about that. It's yeah. not a. It's not a real thing. Yeah. Um. No one's actually mad about Die Hard right. being a Christmas movie or not being a Christmas movie, yes. but this does rear its head every year. Every year. And I I actually think it's a lot of fun. I think it's kind of funny that it's a cultural yeah. argument yeah. because it, it it it's a troubling case. Yes, yes. Because I think that I don't want to say everybody's right because it's a I troubling land fir- case. it is a troubling case. Because <laughs> I land firmly on Die Hard is a Christmas Me too. movie. I'm I'm there with you. But like it doesn't have to be right. I don't know where do you where do you what's your so, thoughts? I don't know. I feel like you and I are gonna mostly agree that like we actually don't care that much. Like it's yeah. to me, it's more like I, what do you think it's a Christmas movie? Do you like it? Do you watch it? At, great, then it's a Christmas movie. Do you not think it's a Christmas movie? But do you still like the movie? Good, you like the movie. That's like the yeah, cool. Yeah, that's all we're in. All that's good. If I, you're like fuck that, I don't like that movie. Well then we have a we have a problem. Yeah. Then we have an argument. Yeah. Yeah. But like it doesn't need you don't I don't need for you to be a, to have it be a Christmas right. movie in order for me to have it. Right. The thing is, yeah. this is where I have to throw a little bit of shade. Yeah. Is that I feel like there's a little bit of the like for me it's it's a Christmas movie, but yeah. I don't care if you don't right. but I Who think cares? on the other side, those motherfuckers I know. They say it's not a Christmas movie. And you can't have it as a Christmas I, that's, movie. I know it's so frustrating. And I don't know if that's just my bias, right? Um, which it very well might be. Yeah. I'm very used to this position, <laughs> um, but I also my point is this: uh-huh. it's a Christmas movie, and if you don't think it's a Christmas movie, it's probably because you hate fun. <laughs> I think that's because yeah. that's, that's the only reason to reject it. Yeah. I don't reject that you don't think that it's a Christmas movie. Because you know what? It's What separates this from all other Christmas movies is that it's not just a Christmas movie. Right, right. Which, on the one hand, if you're saying it's not a Christmas movie because of that, you're already saying Christmas movies are, are not as good as other movies, y- yeah. which is a really shitty thing to say about Christmas movies. Yes. It's not true. Yeah. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But it's, you know... 
it's like bad country. There's some some <laughs> there is actually good country. Right. Um where the fuck am I going with this shit? But the only reason to say no, it's not a Christmas movie is because you're hating the fun that I'm having, having it as a Christmas yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? So I hate fun a little bit. And I also, I think. I'm folding like, my arms. I, I think like the idea, because that is like the argument I hear most, I think, is just like, well, it's not only a Christmas. Like, it's not about Christmas. It takes place on Christmas, but it's not about Christmas. So It that, is about Christmas. I, I agree with that. But like, if. If we just take that argument at face yeah. value, you know, that like, well, it takes place on Christmas, it's not about Christmas. Mm. You have to throw out so many other Christmas movies under that rule. There mm. are so many, like, technically, you have to throw out, like, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation takes place on Christmas, but Christmas Vacation is about Clark Griswold having to get his family yeah. back together. It's not about him, you know, it's not Ernest Saves Christmas, right. where it's about Christmas. Right. Or about Santa. Right. That's actually uh, uh, Michael that we had on for Black Panther. Yes. He made the best argument against Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I will say you're wrong. You're dead wrong. <laughs> but the best argument I've ever heard was he said, well, Santa's not in it. Yeah. Great. And that yep. is a pretty good argument. Yeah. Because even movies that like, you could argue that, now I've not seen It's a Wonderful Life. Right. But you could argue that that is not a Christmas movie. It just takes place as Christmas. But I believe there is a Santa in it. You're right. You know, but yeah. then when you think about what makes a Christmas movie, it's like, okay, yeah, like Miracle on 34th Street mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. Santa. The Santa mm-hmm. Claus is about mm-hmm. Santa. Uh, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Frosty. Right. But does Frosty go? Is Santa in that? Well, you know, uh, maybe. I don't know. You know what I was going to bring up, though, I think is a great counter to that, is so then is A Christmas Carol not a Christmas movie? Yeah. I don't believe there's a Santa in A Christmas Carol. I don't Carol. believe there's a Santa in there either, yeah. So is that not a you know what and I mean? And by proxy, is A Muppet Christmas Carol not a Christmas movie? Right. Ooh. Right. That's pretty good. So I think I think there's like a pretty tight argument to the, to me there's a very tight counter argument to the like well it takes cra- place on Christmas it's not about Christmas it's not a Christmas movie. We have plenty of counters for that that I think That's are true. pretty tight that like make more sense to me. But I think that Die Hard is a Chris like is also about Christmas. Yeah, I feel like this is the one case where I think you have to yeah. prove against it. Yeah, yeah. Because it opens with Christmas music. Yes. It closes on a line about if this is how they celebrate Christmas, I can't wait to see how yep. they do New Year. Yeah. Um, he uses wrapping paper to kill the bad guy. Yep. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, yep. ho, 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 ho. It is about a man coming home for Christmas yeah. to try and reunite with a family that his ego about his wife's career took him away from. Yep. And, and that's often what Christmas stories are about is like trying to um, re- like remember family, remember you know, like family. making family important, get reuniting out of the world's family. machine yeah. and get into your family yep. for a little bit. Yep. And, I, and I think that's one of the cool things about Christmas as a holiday. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. We were like, I, th- I think that, yeah, the, there is the a case to be made Christmas that Christmas is, awesome. is, is this capitalist holiday of, of yes. just buying yes. shit. And, but it's a time of year where we all were f- I'm forced to buy things for people that I don't always buy things for. And every time I'm reminded of how good it feels to give someone something. Yep. And that carries on for a little bit after Christmas. And if we need a standardized, completely removed from faith holiday to force us to do that as a society, I think it is a overwhelmingly good thing. Me too. And I think that Die Hard taps into that. It totally does. You know, and like I, I think that that spirit of Christmas is always alive if you want it to be. And and I think it is an essential part of what I enjoy about Die Hard, even when I watch it in in May. Yeah, 
it, it's there. I feel that warmth. Well, I just heard a story about it recently. I don't remember where. It was probably on a podcast I was listening to. Uh, I think the writers were maybe on uh, Jeff Goldsmith's podcast mm-hmm. at some point recently. And they were talking about the ending where uh, the the building has exploded, and so all these papers are falling down yeah, over snow, everybody. It's supposed to be snow, and that was literally like the producer being like, "Oh, it needs to snow at the end. It's, yeah. cr- it's Christmas. It needs to snow at the end." And they were That's like, so it's, crazy. "It's fucking Los Angeles. It can't. S- no, we can't do." It. And he was like, "Well, then fucking find a way." And so that was what they did. So they, they did like papers falling down. They well, and they just added like papers falling down to yeah, that, yeah, so yeah. that it it sort of imitated the the idea of snow on Christmas. That's so cool. I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. I think that might be the best defense. Yeah. Now, of course, people will throw the the Bruce Willis line back. Yeah, but, but what's funny? Go is every headline is Bruce Willis says it's not a Christmas movie. That's all they say, but that's not what he said. No, what he said he was... He made a joke. Yes. He said, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. It's like he's doing like a, it's a Bruce Willis movie, baby. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's making any sort of an opinion. He's just saying it doesn't... He's literally saying it doesn't matter yeah. if it's a Christmas movie. What matters is that it's a badass Bruce Willis right. movie, which is... It's true. Uh, also, if you just want to like take his logic at face value, like he's, he's saying that like... It, for the people that you and I are are potentially upset with yeah. that may or may not exist that are just like you can't have Die Hard as a Christmas movie, the logic of what he's saying is like you is basically like hey it's not a Christmas movie it's the equivalent of and now name any terrible Bruce Willis movie that has come yeah. out in the last ten years yeah. you know what I mean like it's the equivalent of the surrogates yeah you know what I mean like it's <laughs> the surrogates you know like it's. <laughs> Like that's not like uh, it's like you what, seen hostage. Yeah, what kind of standard are we setting right now? So that's you're true. you're telling me I can't have Die Hard as a Christmas movie because it's not good. What are you saying? Like, well, what does that mean? That well, he's going opposite what I what most yeah. people are saying in terms of it's too good to be a Christmas right, movie. Right, yeah, but we said this when we were talking outside. The best reason, at least functionally, yeah. for Die Hard to be a Christmas movie, at least in my life as it applies. Is yeah, that is a movie that I could watch at any time. Yeah, there's a lot of movies out there. Yeah, watch a lot of movies. Not often do I get the pleasure of rewatching movies, and I it's something that I'd like to do more often. Yeah, and some movies are very deserving of being rewatched many, many, many times over one's life. And <laughs> Die Hard is without a doubt, undoubtedly, at least with someone with my tastes, yeah. one of the best movies to 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 watch. Yes. It's great. Yes. And in a sea of movies that you want to see, Bruce Willis movies are still coming out. Oh, and yeah. You want to see them. Yeah. It's good to have a scheduled watching of yeah. Die Hard. Yeah. And if it happens to be around Christmas, that's great. I like having the sort of like seasonal favorites kind of thing. Absolutely. But actually more for that reason where it's like, well, that just gives me a good reason to watch the thing like somewhat frequently mm-hmm. in my life because I really like that movie. I like watching the thing when I'm snowed in. Yeah. I think I watch it every time I'm snowed in. It's great. It's great. And and sometimes so, I watch Snowden yeah. when I'm snowed in. <laughs> but um that one wasn't that fun. I just left that one feeling bleak and surveilled. Yeah. But, surveilled. Uh, it was uh, I felt real exposed after that one. It's this is the past tense of that's just very funny. <laughs> I was surveilled. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. Uh yeah, I just I I uh I I like the idea of like, well, that's just my my dumb excuse to watch Die Hard a bunch, yeah. you know? I get to watch Die Hard this yeah. year. And it's, you know, if you decide that's July for you, great. Mm -hmm. Super cool. If your Christmas movie is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is actually a Thanksgiving movie, at least in how it ends. That's right. (laughs) Only only in the ending. 
if your if your Christmas movie is that movie, that's fine. That's great, I don't care. If yeah. it's Spy Kids 3D, yeah. I do not care. Awesome. Yeah, just it's it is yeah. what it is. But I do kind of think Die Hard does like a little bit is like a little bit about the spirit. I of think Christmas it is purposefully and, is... and expressly a Christmas yeah. movie, yeah. which is why it makes me mad. Yes. See, that's the thing. The score even has Christmas songs like it's woven all throughout Christmas it. Songs. Yeah. And yeah, and even even you know put throughout the it's a yeah. uh, his wife's name is Holly. Holly. It's Holly yeah. Janeiro. Yeah. Holly. The, everything about it is Christmas. There's yeah. so much Christmas in it. I think that's what pisses me off. Now I'm gonna get. Now I'm getting mad. That's what pisses me off about the rejection of it. Yeah. Is that to me, it is so obviously a Christmas yes. movie, and I, it's just. I, I the things that are about Christmas, I tend to only want to watch about uh, around Christmas. But I don't think that they're lesser movies. It's just that Die Hard's not only a Christmas movie. I could watch it at any time. Although yeah. it is funny, I do only watch it around Christmas yeah. now. That I, but I would. It just seems so obvious that I, I feel like denying it is to be curmudgeonly, and you hate fun. If I, I totally agree with that. And if I had to, this is my own dumb thing. But if I had to guess, if you're the type of person that is really vehemently like, no, no, it's not a Christmas movie. I really feel like what you're saying is like, no, no, I have like a very puritanical view of like yeah. what Christmas is and is about. And that's not Yippie-Kaye, Motherfucker, and Machine Guns. Sounds you know what I mean? similar to a character we talked about yeah, earlier this exactly, evening. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's a little bit what I hear when I hear the, like, it's very true. vehement, like... You're being a Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're totally being a Scrooge. Yeah. You're like, well, it's not a Christmas movie. Well, I'm going to watch it on Christmas. Yeah. So I don't care. What? Yeah. Would you like to watch it with me? Yeah. Do you like it? Can yeah. we watch it together? Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm going to wear a Christmas sweater. You don't have to. When we talked about this earlier this week, I said, like, I would really love to hear the same person that's arguing that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie argue about Black Christmas and whether that is or is not a Christmas movie. Yeah. I would I would just really like to hear what the argument would be about that because to me that is... This would be similar, but that is a Christmas it's movie. It's very explicitly a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be even harder to say it's not a Christmas movie unless your only argument is just like, well, it's not about Christmas. It takes place on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then I just feel like we're, I don't know, we're splitting weird hairs at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, the Christmas Carol thing is the... That got me. Yeah. That is the most convincing argument. That doesn't have a Santa. That's, That's not a Christmas definitely movie. Definitely a Christmas then. movie. But it's a Christmas movie. Definitely a Christmas movie. The reason I brought up It's a Wonderful Life is yes. because I don't know if that movie is expressly Christmas. I know it takes place during Christmas. I feel like a right around the New Year holiday. Kind yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Something like that. The reason that has become... That that movie was not well-reviewed when it came out. Right. It was not well-loved. Yeah. But it fell off of uh, being owned by anyone. The right. copyright expired or whatever. And so during Christmas, when you can't air new programming because people aren't watching TV, they just went, okay, what can we get for free? And they just played It's a Wonderful Life. And every network did it. Yep. And so it was always on. It and just, then it became beloved. So it became a Christmas movie. became a you Christmas know? movie by the way it was consumed, by yeah. the way people feel about it. Yep. And and as as I hear it, it's an it's a great movie. I've not seen it. Maybe this yeah. will be the year. And ultimately, Christmas is a tradition, right? It's tradition. And, and so, if I have a tradition of watching Die Hard on Christmas, like I'm still, it's, it's my Christmas tradition. I'm mm -hmm. participating in the tradition of Christmas. It's, go, it's, it's be whether you even if you will deny that it's a Christmas movie because we have this argument every year. It has culturally become one. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You can't stop it. Yeah. It's yeah. done. It's already happened. Roll over. Yep. It's like it's yeah. done already happened it's happened yep i love watching it there are diehard sweaters yeah i'm gonna i might put it on to fall asleep to tonight just because yeah. we're talking about it so much i'm thinking about it i uh i want to see the snow yeah <laughs> i uh i'm definitely watching it this christmas season yeah it's so good i can't wait i ah, so many times this year this is like the 10th year in a row that i was like i'm gonna watch it's a wonderful life yeah 
I I don't know if it's going to happen because this is the time of year that I start playing Year of End Panic, see all the yeah, things I no. missed. It's <sighs> I, I you know when I finally caught up with that one when it when I happened to see it on TV yeah. as an adult. I, I had never watched see, it before. My family's one of those families that tunes into a Christmas story yeah. every single time, and they don't change it. And I'm like, can we watch something else? And they're yeah. like, no, but this is the part that we saw an hour ago and an hour before that. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. <sighs> I was just somewhere one year where it was actually tuned to the channel that it was just playing on, and so I just watched it. And it's very good. It's, I want to see it's it. It's really enjoyable. Uh, Dave Teruso gives me shit about that. Yeah, he loves that movie. He loves that movie, yeah. and he tells me about how like it's cheesy, but it's earned. Yeah. And I'm really that intrigues me. Yeah. I, and I I tend to take a Teruso recommendation. It's I remember liking that movie. When I, I, I want to see it. Yeah. But I just I'm never gonna. Watch I'm it. the same way though. That's that's what I mean. It's, it's like I me. never would have put effort into seeing that movie. It yeah. just ha- I I finally happened to be in front of a TV when it was on at some point. I, the only way I'm ever going to see it is if I put the effort in. Yeah. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to watch it one June. Yeah. And I'm going to love it. And then I'm going to be like, It's a Wonderful Life is a diehard movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a diehard movie. If people don't want to, people don't want to <laughs> agree, whatever. But it's definitely I a diehard really movie. I think you should just start anytime that you come across <laughs> the argument of whether diehard is a Christmas movie or not. You, it's a Wonderful you Life. You need to interject movie. with, yeah, that. Yeah. I'm doing it. You just need to turn the argument to Mission that. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Because uh, first off, <laughs> it's on Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's definitely a tired movie. <laughs> it's about like, a man okay. that wants to reconnect with his family. <laughs> just like Die Hard. Yeah. I might just write this. You should. I'm going to make an article. Yeah. That's very funny. Gonna, you know what? I don't have time to watch Clear and Present Danger this week. <laughs> so we're going to write Christmas as a, as a, no, uh, sorry, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. It's a movie. And That's you know so what funny. that means? I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Mission solved. That's awesome. Let's do it. You should. Because that's very funny. Christmas. All right. We're doing it. Yes. That's very funny. Look (laughs) for that on probably Cinema 76 sometime soon. This is is happening. Yeah. Oh, this is so exciting. So good. Well, Merry Christmas and Bone Tomahawk to you, sir. Happy holidays. Oh, right back at you. Merry Christmas. Bone Tomahawk. Uh, To all of the the, uh, French horn benders (laughs) out in in, uh, Christmas Christmas land. No, Merry Christmas. We love yeah. you. Happy uh, holidays. Anytime you interact with us, it's like a, a you know, puts a spring oh, in my step. I, I know that for sure. It's real joy. Uh, inf- oh, and actually a brand new joy that is uh, it came to Dan and I's hands this week. This is so exciting. Uh, is we did a commentary track for a German short film that we've definitely talked about on here before. Uh, it was part of the Puff Film Festival. It was called uh, The Most Beautiful Railway. Uh, and uh, it's by this guy, Chris Talbert. Talbert. Yes, Talbert. I've actually never heard him say it out loud. I think that is Talked right. to him a couple times. Yeah, never Talber, I think. Yeah. Chris Talber. Uh, he's a comic book artist, he's a director, uh, and his film just came out on DVD. Uh, and it's a it's a movie that like I would recommend just go watch it. Yes. Don't read anything about yep. it. Just go watch it and you you'll be glad you did. Yes. Uh and and uh I, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh you know easily available and gettable. It's it's a DVD that is uh is available. We'll link to the yeah. DVD. Yeah. You can buy it, but on the DVD we recorded a commentary yes. track. So you get double the value because after you watch this movie and show ten people this movie, you'll yeah. watch it with the commentary and then show ten people it with the commentary. Exactly. You've doubled the value. And so we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And that is like one of the coolest things that has happened in yeah. my life. Yeah. I never thought I'd do a commentary for anything. I know. And so that was so cool to be invited. Very I feel cool. like a real person. Yes. It's so cool. Yeah. So thank you, Chris. Thank and, you, Chris. And just thank you, everybody who, yeah. who 
who does anything with this show. It's yeah. like the best it's, to, yeah. to do it. And so we really Altenia like doing it. The best. Yeah. And uh, so interact with us. Find us on Twitter and Facebook and email us. It's I like two movie. It's numeric two at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, all over the place on Tumblr. Um, and uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating. That really helps. Uh, but get in touch with us. We, we like interacting with people, and it's uh, led to a lot of really fun, cool stuff for us. So we oh, want yeah. to keep doing that. And get your asses ready to sit. Yes. Because our next episode is typically our longest of the year. Usually. This will be dropping probably the very last day of 2018. Yeah. And uh, we are going to do the top ten of the of the year. Yes, and so couple, stay tuned for that. Couple guests. It'll be probably four hours long. That's usually awesome. what it comes in at. I'm gonna get real drunk. Yep, it's um, gonna be a gonna be a whole thing. It's gonna be very very it's, cool. It's like our favorite episode of the year. Every it's year. so much fun, yeah. and I'm having like a fuck of a time. Yep. trying to get it down to ten. Yep, so I it's might, been a very good year for movies. It's been it's been so good. Yeah, it, there's this is one of those years that I think. Um, is, you know, we always hail, what is it, 2007 Seven. was the big year. Yeah. Um, what was the year for comedies when, like, Step Brothers? Like, oh, there's, you know, there's the yeah. summer of 84. There's just, like, yeah, yeah. there's all these I years think, that we talk yeah. about. 99 was the year because we had, like, Fight Club, American Beauty, yeah, High yeah. Fidelity, all the, you know, there was all of these big. I think this year is going to be the low-key one that no one realizes was a great year for another 10 years. Yeah. And then we're all going to realize that Annihilation just changed the, the y- landscape. Y- yes. You know, it's. Yeah, this year was awesome. Really cool. Ugh. I can't wait to talk about this year's movies. It was so good. So, uh, yeah, we'll be gearing up for that, and that'll be the that'll come out towards the end of the year. We'll wish you all a happy new year then. Mm. Uh, I like two movie on all yeah, platforms. We, yeah, yeah, we hit that part. Did we, we do that? Yeah, yeah, well, that that part's good. Okay. Uh, I think we need to do our parts. Now. Our parts. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did do that. Yeah, 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 we did that whole thing. I really we, don't we feel like we definitely did. That. did. Okay. But I, 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 mean, said, I said the numeric two part. I said to subscribe. I said to find us on iTunes. I said to because they can reach out to us. I think we did. You did it all. indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a long week. I know. It's Me been too. a long, long week. I'm just so jazzed about that DVD. <laughs> it is really cool. It's very I'm cool. Like kind of, I've been cheesing about that all week. We're, we're, uh, we're at Dan Scully on everything. Yeah. Letterbox, Twitter. Check out cinema76.com, yes. findy.com. Um, I think that yeah, that's everything. Yeah, check it all out. Yeah, I'm uh, at Philadelphia on Twitter. That's with an F. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Cinema76.com, uh, Letterbox.com/slash/Philadelphia, and uh, FirestateBlog.com. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everyone. My name is Gary Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully. A Merry Christmas to all, <laughs> and to all a good night. And I like to movie movie. We all know that you like to Merry Christmas to all. A boiled all a goose. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> a boiled goose. Okay. Because we, we <laughs> like to movie. movie.